I'm Angela Damiano. And I'm Jessica Santucci. This is our crime-loving podcast, Unbeknownst to Me. Where we talk about crime and all the other shit that goes on in life. We're sisters. We love crime. And swearing. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. All persons and events mentioned in this podcast are allegedly true based on our research. Every story discussed is used for entertainment purposes only. All the names, events, places, and crimes mentioned are derived from public resources and are subject to further investigation. doing this i how long have we been talking about doing this probably years because we started we said that we were going to do it in one in the car oh yeah we were just going to drive around (laughs) and just and talk and bullshit with each other we could do that because i think we're funny in the car probably no one else will think i think we are too the four listeners that we're going to have for this possible one will be mom one of the four yeah she will be Dad might listen to. Dad won't like the swearing. No, you know what? He, I don't think he'll really care, but I think other people in the family, if they ever listen to it. But you know what? Come on. We're like 40 years old. We're not 40 years old, but. It's our business. I feel better when I swear. We talked about this over the weekend. That when I started to swear, life opened up really for me. Right. Like when mom, when she said fuck for the first time. And then she couldn't stop saying it. Yeah. Um, but this is our first episode. This is our first episode. Obviously, if you didn't understand from our our chit chat, we are sisters. I'm Jessica. I'm Angela. And, um. Damiano. Th- we should probably say our last name. Why? Why wouldn't we? I don't know. Everyone okay. else on podcast <laughs> says their last name. Okay, well, I'm Damiano Santucci. Oh, freak, I forgot. Yeah. Jessica just got married. I, I did. I just got married in this shithole of a year. Which is one of the things we're going to talk about, this shithole of a year. This year has just been absolutely insane. It's and- definitely something, well, our show is called Unbeknownst to Me. Yeah, we're working on that. Yeah. Un- is it unbeknownst to me? Unbeknownst to... Let me look at this paper here. We literally wrote... Unbeknownst to me, you're yeah, correct. I, yeah, I am. Seriously, yes. Um, And then we want to talk about... No. Yes. Nobody <laughs> told me, that's what... Nobody told me, yeah. And it's things that... You know, nobody tells you in life. But also, our main thing is crime. Our main thing is crime. Yeah. So, I feel like nowadays you can pretty much link anything to to crime. Right. And lessons you've learned. 
mm-hmm. and things. That, I mean, we're I I think that I can speak for most people who just got out of their twenties because we're. Well, I'm 29, and you just are freshly I'm, out of your 20s. I'm 31. Um, and my 20s were shit. We're lucky to be alive. Not because we're crazy. No, not because we're crazy, but just, I think I, every 20-year-old is lucky to be alive. <laughs> yeah, and like, whoever said the 20, your 20s are the time of your life, lies. no, they're not. Lies. Complete lies. I hated who I was when I was, when I was in my 20s. Like, you're finding yourself, you're trying to figure out how much... Well, there's a question for you. Do you ever think you found yourself? I think I've... I've learned things about myself in my 20s that would not be... That I wouldn't be able to... Like... That I that I needed to learn in my 20s. Right. Let's just say that. Um, that it make me a better person now. It would be embarrassing to learn in your 30s. Exactly. <laughs> but anything from my 20s, when I look back, I... I just, I, just the stupid shit you do in I your know. 20s when you're just like, or when Facebook was, first came out and people were like, <sighs> oh, the memories. Going, going to the store, you know, I think you did that more me. than I did. You don't have to bring that shit up. <laughs> like, you're like, at the gym. <laughs> okay. Well, that's why I don't have one anymore. So, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> I... But I, on the other hand, I posted really embarrassing pictures. Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know. It just wasn't a, it wasn't, it wasn't a, a good time. No. So nobody told me a lot of things. And one of the things, like, well, back to the point is that our thing, <laughs> our, our, our love is crime. Yes. I, we love crime. And I. it always feels weird to say that when people are like, what do you love? I'm like, I love crime. I don't love that crime happens to people. I just love well, learning about crime. No, and I think that other people love crime, too, or there wouldn't be a million, like... Right. There wouldn't be documentaries about it. There wouldn't be... I mean, there's countless channels dedicated to crime shows. And people love talking about crime on their podcasts, and hence, here we are. Can I tell you something I thought about today? Is that... This is so embarrassing. So, back before I was in... A long-term relationship like when I was still dating and stuff and you know everyone we know nowadays meets online mm-hmm. the stupid like gotta get it out of the way questions that people ask you like what do you like what do you mm-hmm. like to do do you know that I would always answer l- learn about serial killers like what was I thinking perfect strangers well, would be like what do you like and it wasn't like yoga it was like serial killers well, and you're passionate about the things that you love, so you just came out with it quick. Came out with it real quick. I don't know if I was just like, yeah, people will understand this, or I was like, let me get this you out of the way. You were just weeding out the people yeah. who didn't, you didn't, don't waste my time. Right. Don't so, like, if this time. weirded you out, d- delete. Delete it. <laughs> but here's the thing I do think, and also with crime and, like, serial killers and stuff, people... Who are, for lack of a better word, normal. Yes. You're just like, what is going on in this person's brain that that is like, something's, what's happening? Right. That is making someone just kill multiple people. Right. Or commit a crime. Or, I mean, obviously there's other reasons why crimes can be committed. You know, socioeconomics. Right. You know, uh a million things. Which but... brings me to our backgrounds. Okay. That I have a bachelor's degree 
in criminal justice and in a couple weeks three weeks and counting embark on my master's degree in criminology yeah, cupcake baby baby so we're not completely and you work in a very unconventional side of the criminal justice field right you can't really say what you do but it's in there it's in there it's hot in the trot i don't know what that means but it's <laughs> hot to trot yeah um yes and i have my master's in biology mm-hmm. um Science and stuff like that has always fascinated me. Um, And I don't really know what else to say about myself. Well, I just want people to understand that we're not... Well, we are crime junkies, but we're also, like... I mean, it is literally what we study and do. Right. So this is our our thing. This is our life. This is our... It is very much our mm -hmm. lives. I do... Mm, I don't. I don't remember what I was gonna say. <laughs> I'm still trying to. Get, <laughs> I'm still trying to get in like the flow of like having this this microphone here, and it's like, should I be looking at this microphone? Should I be looking at you? Well, the microphone doesn't know that it's being looked at, so I don't think you need to look at it. Oh well, thanks. Thank you. And is it weird that like you're my sister and you've been my sister my whole life? That um, like looking into your eyes as we have this conversation is odd. It is. It's like, I feel like I should be... We're uncomfortably close to each other. Not close, like, in a... I mean, like, I can't smooch her on the lips, but we're close. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. <laughs> You could if I leaned over this table. Mwah. Yeah, and I meant, yeah, I meant physically. I mean, we're very close as people. We're not... I meant we're physically close right Yes, now. we are. We are. Um, but we're starting. We'll get there. Yeah, it'll. it'll probably... I don't know how many episodes it'll take. It'll take us some episodes, take. but you know what? All my favorite podcasts, they had their first episode. Right. And I love them. Very true. And Shout then, out Sword and Scale. And you love My Favorite Murder, which oh, I love too. My but Favorite Murder. Karen in Georgia. Peaches. I mean, you girls have, you've killed the game here. Mike Boday. Love of my life. From Sword and Scale? Sword and Scale. And I've literally been listening to Sword and Scale since episode one. I remember that because yeah. I remember when you told me to listen to Sword and Scale's East Area Rapist. Oh my god! I was very disturbed by that, by those episodes. We're gonna have to talk about that episode eventually because it's come to a, a head. My phone turned on. So oh. I guess I said something. The bastard was recently caught. <laughs> So I think that might have to be an episode we talk about, and we'll have to talk about our fears. But today, 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 what nobody told me, our mm-hmm. segment on nobody told me, was how to live through a fucking pandemic. Yeah, this is bad. This is awful. And you know what the sad part is? It's not as awful as things that like our grandparents have lived through. No. At least... Um, Definitely not what I'm, like, what we're going to talk about, what I have to talk about, but, like, and it made me feel a little bit better to, like, look at this research Mm -hmm. just because I was just like, damn, I'm sitting here complaining about, you know. Running out of Netflix shows. Or, yeah, but I'm just, like, I'm, I think for me that one of the biggest issues with this pandemic is the fact that which we've talked about this many times, but I'm just like, I don't know what to do anymore. Right. And 
no one knows when this is going to end. And I think the the fact that there's no normalcy and, you know, I was talking to mom earlier today and she said, I think that part of the things that you're feeling are, and I've been feeling just very emotionally and mentally, I'm just unstable. I'm mm-hmm. like up, you know, my highs are highs and my lows are lows. But she said, you know, I think that you are grieving the loss of, like, canceling your wedding. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's very sad for you. And I said, well... I don't know either. We'll cut it out if we ask her. She's like, don't do that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And, you know, we didn't even get to have our family picnic. Like, I'm starting to get in the throes of not... Well, and you can't even, like, you can't go to a movie. You can't go. Yeah, that's you, what I some said. Some people are going out to eat, but I feel, like, eerily uncomfortable going out to eat. So, I went out to eat the other d- Tuesday mm-hmm. with, um... And this is Thursday. Right. With my two of my coworkers mm-hmm. right after work. And it's so weird to me. Like, I felt a little bit hesitant, but, like, to go out mm-hmm. and stuff. However... I need, I'm starting to get to the point where I'm just so desperate for something normal, like, that I will wear a mask to right. go into this restaurant. But then and it's then not you normal. take it off. No, that isn't normal. Right. And to me, that's the part that's like, it's not worth it. It's like, I want normal life, but there's nothing normal about it. And then the guilt that comes with it. The guilt's bad. Like, going to the grocery store makes me feel guilty. I know. And let me tell you something, people. Some my favorite pastime is going to the grocery I store. I freaking hate going to the grocery store. We could not be more opposite. Yeah, but you like going clothes shopping, and oh, that'll be the day. day. That day. will be the day. Jess has had the same clothes since eighth grade. I know. Remember when you told me to stop shopping at Sam's Club for clothes <laughs> and finish line? No hating in Sam's Club. I love Sam's Club. <laughs> Yeah, she, but I it's, do love Sam's Jessica Club. won't try on clothes. She'll just be like, oh, that's a nice hoodie from Sam's Club. Let me add it to the 14 others I have. The style in my head, though, is is like... It's great. You just can't execute it. I'm... Precisely. I love, I love you, but you cannot execute it. I can't. I'm Olivia Pope and Associates in my head. Mm-hmm. And then when I when I You're go into my closet... Lord. Yeah, I'm a slumlord! <laughs> I just... In real life. I'm for comfort. Yeah. And... I'm currently sitting in sweatpants. You're lucky I have a bra on. And I put a bra on today for you too. Maybe it made me feel a little bit normal. Like I, I deep conditioned my hair and yeah, I didn't go that far. I did laundry and stuff, and I was like, "This is what normal is." I wore my leggings that have a hole in them because I know how much it annoys you, and I'm surprised you haven't commented. Because on which is. Oh, because I saw it the minute you walked in the front door. But here's the thing, though. How are you going to shit on me about the stuff that I wear when you have your favorite leggings to wear out have huge holes in them? Because. Do you want people to see your ass hole? It's not that I want them to. You just just, don't care. I've come to this point in my late 20s that I don't care. Yeah. You're late. How old are you? 29? 29. The fuck? You're 30. <laughs> you've come to, you're 30. In your 30s, you've realized that you just don't even I just, care. I don't. I really, I really it. don't. I'm like, you know what? You don't know what I've done to survive to get here in front of you today. <laughs> so, 
darn you if you judge right. me for the holes in my in my like leggings. it doesn't matter i'll go to work looking like i've just you went to work that's the thing when people are like, oh my gosh, you came to the grocery store with holes in your pants. I'm like, I came to the grocery store. Right. You're missing the beginning of the sentence. <laughs> like. Do you understand that I got out of my house and I came I got somewhere. out of bed and I, I'm actively trying to feed myself. I'm functioning as a human yeah. being. Yes, it looks like I just crawled out from underneath my front porch. Right. But. And I also would like to say that I can make fun of you because I also, I don't wear them, but I have a closet full of beautiful clothes. <laughs> you do. You you have always been like a nice dresser. And, when I have to. Huh? When I have to. Well, yeah. And I can dress nice if I have to. Right. The interview, the last interview I went on for this, my current job, yeah. I had to use a, uh, a paper, no, not a paper clip, a safety pin. A safety, to hold your pants up. Well, to, because I was too fat for them to, I hadn't bought new pants, like, for I don't even know how many years, and, like, I couldn't get them shut. So, the night before, I'm running around the bedroom like a crazy person, and Steve is like, Steve is her husband. Yes. Oh, you didn't think uh, to try out an outfit on before, you know, I was just going to say, you didn't think to go buy new pants. No, I didn't, because I... (laughs) I thought in my head, I surely will fit this. Pants. Yeah, surely these pants will fit me. <laughs> yep. It's been seven years. Surely, <laughs> surely I'm, the same, I'm the same size. You are very thin. Um, you're kind. Thank you. Okay. So. Are we doing this? We're going to do this because I actually have a lot. Of, I don't have a lot of questions for you, but I'm interested because what, what, what pandemic are you talking about? So, my main pandemic is cholera. Ooh, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Cholera? Cholera. I don't, I've never even heard of that, so I don't know what you're, I thought we were going we'll for, like, the We'll get into that. In the London, in the, in the 1800s. Okay. And this is way more your... My thing. Your forte. Let you me love t- old stuff. Yes, I love a good period piece. You are a Sherlock's home, Jack the Ripper kind of girl. Oh, now, get me to it. If right. I could live in the Netflix show Penny Dreadful. Never saw it. You've never seen Penny Dreadful? No. Shame on you. It reminds me of It. What? Because Penny Wise and Penny Dreadful. Completely different. I know, but I've just put the names together and I can't be done. Do yourself a favor this Halloween. And watch and just well, why would give that it a make go. it better? Because it's like you know the Victorian ages. It's dark and smoggy, and like the clothes are amazing, and they go into Dracula and and yeah, Frankenstein. Not my thing. But I'm excited to learn about this pandemic. Now, this is not obviously the pandemic our grandparents lived through. No, but I think it's like I said before. It did help me. Right. A little bit. Well, because it's crazy to think, and I don't know anything yet, and this is why I have a lot of questions for you, what that pandemic in the 1800s, like, we have, like, the internet and air mm-hmm. conditioning right. and, and abundance of things. Like, how is there still a human race if there was a pandemic? Right. Anything like this without the common amenities that yes. we have. Now, so go ahead. Before I start, mm-hmm. let me just say that, let me say two things. Number one... I don't know if this shit's going to be in order. <laughs> I did the best that I could when I was doing research. Um, Her paperwork's very official looking. Yeah, it looks like a bunch of numbers and stuff on this paper. Um, but 
I, I don't know if this is going to be order. Obviously, I'm not going to get everything right. I'll do my best. I did a lot of fact checking. I tried. We're going to possibly have Angie's boyfriend fact check. But don't be coming for me, okay? <laughs> people, the four listeners, don't be coming for me. We talked about that. We're going to have to get used to people's criticism. I'm not doing that. We're, we're going to have to. Angie, I live in a world where if you don't like me, 1-800-GO-FUCK-RIGHT-OFF. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, but when people are writing, hey, fuzzy head, your facts are wrong. Oh, well, I can take that. But people, I guess I'm just so used to being on the de- on the defense with people because people are rude. Right. So, anyway, so yes, don't come for me. Don't That's come. number one. Don't come for her. Number two, I have if we figure out how to do this i have copied and and uh pasted like all the the articles and the links the links to everything that i got this information from because i just didn't want anyone to think that i pulled it out of my ass right so all right hit me with your best shot (laughs) heal me with your best shot see that might be a copyright strike i don't know Cause I'm singing a song. I don't know. I'm, I don't. The know. music felt was in my soul. I Will was you just tell me about it. this pandemic? Okay. <laughs> so, so there have been many plagues or epidemics, pandemics um, prior to the one that I'm going to discuss. So I just wanted to hit you with a couple of them. Hit me before we get into the nitty gritty of my story. Of so one of them, the plague of Athens. Nope. Okay, that this is 400, ooh, yeah, 430 BC. This lasted about five years, and the death toll was really high. Mm-hmm. Okay, so historians and scientists debated if it was typhoid fever, um, which is caused by sam- salmonella. Wash your fucking hands, people. Wait, okay, so question already. I thought salmonella was something you got from chicken. Well, it's a bacteria. So, these so is it people, about washing your food or your hands? Well, it's about cooking your food properly and washing your fucking hands. Okay. Because people don't, you know, back in the day, even now, I guess people soap. don't do that. Right, correct. They didn't have soap. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, so they debated if it, if it was caused by typhoid fever, um, which can cause... A fever as high as 103 or 104. Jeez. Um, and it includes symptoms of stomach pain, diarrhea, cough, loss of appetite, and weakness. Or they think it was possibly Ebola, which has common symptoms of other illnesses like the flu, malaria, and typhoid, typhoid fever. Um, but the thing about Ebola is that it can affect humans and primates. Okay. Yeah, so like... Which so far, COVID can't in animals? Can I be honest with you? I have no idea what's okay. going on with COVID anymore. Okay. I have lost my mind and... I can no longer I don't listen think to the news. So. so... I don't think it can. I know they were doing some story one time about cats and shit, and I was just like, okay, we're not... I'm not... Now my cats are getting it. They don't even go outside. I get all my information from my own personal Dr. Fauci, which is our father. because he's He's on it he's on it he's on it um okay so uh 
Anywho, okay, so that's one of them, mm -hmm. the Plague of Athens. Then we're going to go forward a little bit here in time. This was, and this is the Black Death. So the Black Death occurred in 1346 to 1353. And this was said to have possibly killed over half of Europe's population. Jesus. Which I don't really know the number of what the population was back then. Because obviously of I didn't. Is a lot. Half of anything <laughs> is a fucking lot. But it was estimated that 25 million people died. Okay? So, uh, the Black Death, uh, apparently it orig originated in China and Inner Asia, and it spread due to trade with the rest, with West ports, such as, like, Spain, Spain and France, North Africa and Germany. Um, and it was caused by bacterium pestis, which I didn't look that much into to find out exactly what that was. I feel like I should know that since it, it was a bacteria. Jessica has a medical background. <laughs> and I don't know what bacteria. And so if she doesn't know, I don't fucking know at all. Well, whatever. I'm sure someone will let us She's know. She's literally our family doctor. Even though I shouldn't be. We're all Anywho, alive. <laughs> uh, symptoms include like swollen lymph nodes, fever, headaches, shortness of breath. Okay. Now, one one um, other plague that I'm going to talk about is the Russian plague. Uh, this took place in Russia. Oh, I should have done this one before I did the Black Plague because it was before that. It's Anywho, right. um, this took place in Russia around 1170 to 1172. And it ended up um, in the murder of an Archbishop Ambrosius, I believe is how you say his name, who apparently encouraged large crowds not to gather for prayer. Can we think about this for mm -hmm. a moment? Tie this to today. Mm -hmm. This guy was like, this Archbishop was like, hold the phone, people. We're not getting all together with this plague going around because, you know. And they murdered him? They murdered him. Civil mm. unrest. Mm. People were pissed about being quarantined. So naturally, civil unrest broke out and it got violent. Sounds familiar. Yeah. So Russia was being ruled by Catherine the Great at the time. And due to the financial and economical devastation, the plague killed as many as 100,000 people. And after that, apparently, they, she struggled to like restore order and I'm right. sure the economy and all that jazz. So... And all that jazz. Okay. Yes. So sorry. Shout it out. <laughs> okay. Um, so this leads me to my my the actual hefty. story. The hefty. Yeah. I feel like I should make sure I knew if I'm saying, is it col col cholera? Can we pause this for Yeah, a we can. Let's ask Siri. We're back. Okay. So it is cholera. Uh-huh. I just, I think I'm terrified of people coming for me. I'm acting like we're going to have like 10,000 followers. I am an overthinker. Anyway. But never heard of it. Okay, so we're going to talk about cholera in London um, in the 1800s. Okay. So let's do a little bit of a backstory. Please. Okay. So in the 1700s, uh, Great Britain began transforming into an industrialized nation. And I had to look that up because I'm a fucking moron. The Industrial Revolution. Well, the well, I just looked up industrialized, like oh, what that okay. meant yeah. exactly, um, which is 
the process by which an economy is transformed from primarily agricultural to one based on manufacturing of goods. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So by the 1800s, London was the largest city in the world because of the um, social changes that brought about, that were brought on by industrializing the city and um, such as like mass migration from the countryside into the town. So because of this large migration, many of the houses in the towns were built quickly Mm -hmm. and I'm sure that they really weren't um, done with like a lot of planning. Um, So families and workers ended up living in really crowded housing with no proper sanitation i.e. there were obviously no bathrooms, washing stations, removal of garbage, and access to fresh water. Can you imagine the smell? Angela. I always think about living in, like, you know, how I'm living in a different time, how I should be living, you know, in this area, in this... Well, first of all, I'd be a slave. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay? You're you're light-skinned, though. You might be a house slave. But I'd still be a slave. Yeah, well, yeah. So I'd be a slave, and second of all, the way that I am now with washing myself, I, I, I realize that this is all these people knew, but walking on the streets of London <laughs> and basically knee-high and shit. Jess has a little OCD. Can we put that, do you, do you, like, we're putting that out there. That's the fine. You're a little ill. It's not, a, like... You've gotten better. I've gotten a lot better. Shout out to Zoloft. Yeah. But I... I, It it hurts you to be dirty. Yeah, like, the last time I went into a a physical, like, an anxiety-ridden physical attack, and by physical, I meant I feel like there was germ, I could feel germs seeping into my skin, is when Dad, I told Dad that I had to pee really bad (laughs) when we were driving to... Uh, North Carol, was it North Carolina or South Carolina? I don't know. With Steve and all that, our last our last family vacation. South Carolina. Okay, and he basically pulled into this <laughs> gas station where I looked like if I wasn't going to be offered drugs, I was going to be raped and murdered. Yes. In the and I was like, absolutely not. Yeah. But I had to go so bad. So we went to a different gas station, and it was the same fucking type of gas station. And I was literally, I lost my mind. I was like, we got to go get Clorox wipes. I'm going to bathe myself in Clorox. That was a rough time for you, yeah. It was some serious, I needed some serious cognitive behavior therapy. So I'm sure I wouldn't last a day. As much as you love this era, I'm not thinking it's for you. Yes, okay. So, human waste and garbage. Okay. Human waste, Angie, (laughs) and garbage began piling up in the streets, courtyards, and apparently started flooding from... Is Steve home? No. Oh. From basement cesspits, okay? Which is a pit for disposal of liquid waste and sewage. So it started overflowing from these cesspits into the gutters in the waterways. Disgusting. Because there was so much and right. there were so many people. Ugh. Yeah. So with living conditions such as these, like there's there's no way that disease like diseases and other sicknesses were common. Mm-hmm. 
1831, cholera, which is an infection of the small intestine caused by um, strains of bacteria, was started to flood. It was the, the first pandemic, and there were a couple issues of this in London. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was the first one. And what happens is once this gets into your small intestine, it causes diarrhea, nausea, vomiting, which ends up leading to dehydration. And if you're dehydrated, you'll have like an erratic heartbeat. Right. You know, the sunken eyes. Um, I'm sure people have like pale blue skin and just like leathery skin. I'm sure people looked like. Walking skeletons? Yeah, like zombies. Like, when you look at people, when you think of the plague right. or something insane like that, I'm sure that's exactly what these people look like. Like, I'm oh. immediately, oh, wow. <laughs> I am immediately thinking of, like, World War Z. Yeah. Favorite movie. Yeah. Love it. Very good. Very Wait, good. that's one with Brad Pitt, right? Yes. Yeah, great movie. Yeah. I'm probably, I'm probably going to get thrashed for that because i'm sure it's not a great movie whatever we're human beings and we make mistakes we're doing a podcast that we've anywho but that's what i i think of is those people they're like well you did the sound effect i'm not gonna do it yeah like just uh, 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 like <laughs> yeah, just yeah. can't even get a voice uh, a word out because they're so sickly and and gross looking Awful. and yeah Ugh. so um this this pandemic actually led to a sanitation reform in London, okay? So doctors didn't really, they had little idea of what caused cholera at the time. So some thought it was airborne, um, an airborne disease, while others were unsure due to epidemics such as like influenza and typhoid fever um, affecting London throughout the years. So there was this lawyer, and apparently he was a leading social reformer. His name was Edwin Chadwick. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that sound like a rich name? I'm Edwin Chadwick. Yes, I'm sure. He has a, he has a monocle and a top hat. <laughs> <laughs> and a really nice flowing suit. Yes, I wish you probably need a monocle. Monocle? Monocle. Monocle. He just, he was, you, Edwin Chadwick was the planter's he peanut. He was. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, he was the planter's peanut. He was the planter's peanut. Before it was even a thing. Of the pandemic. Tell me what he did. So, this guy started questioning the water, okay? Particularly the River Thames, which was the main source of drinking water in London, okay? Mm -hmm. So, he was just like, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. Something isn't right, you know? I think it's the water. Good for him. Right. He was doing some, he was hypothesizing. That monocle did him good. Yeah, it made him think harder. Your cat's scratching me. Who, which one? Franklin. Okay. So Chadwick, he he was like, you know, we really, he was like supporting and preaching about the removal of waste. And he was convinced that cleaning, drainage, and ventilation of the city would improve the health of the working people and therefore make them less dependent on welfare. Because what would happen Mm. is these people would get sick and whether the, you know, hospital would give them... Somebody... I think it was very similar to the, the situations of, like, how it 
welfare works today, mm-hmm. but um, I didn't I didn't care to look up the right. welfare of 1800s. I just didn't. Do it, so <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Excuse me. So um, as I stated before, some thought that cholera was an air was airborne, and this is where the miasma theory miasma yes uh hooked on phonics worked for me it really did work for me miasma (laughs) um i guess another word that i didn't think about looking up but um the miasma theory was born Okay. okay so the miasma theory is the theory that diseases were caused by miasma which is a poisonous vapor which uh were suspended particles of decaying matter, decaying matter, okay, <laughs> characterized by its by its foul smell. So, like, they thought that when you smelled something, like, you know, decomposing, that you could, by breathing that in, that you could be sick. Okay. You could get the disease. Okay. Um, and this theory originated in the middle Middle Ages and endured for several centuries. Fair this, thought. Yeah, I mean, I get it. And that is a natural reaction of the... That's why you, you have your olfactory senses, which is like, okay, you know if something smells gross, you're not going to eat it. Right. You're not going to want to go near it. You know, that's that's your... Whereas, like, flowers and, and things that smell sweet, like desserts, like, people are like, ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Side note, I think flowers smell like ass. Not every flower? I mean, <laughs> No, what? like every flower I've ever smelled. But that's because you have really bad allergies. No, I think. just think they don't smell good. <laughs> you don't have to shit on what I, I my example. I'm just, okay? <laughs> Anywho, damn. So, um, there were also, so on top of this miasma theory, um, There were people who were advocates of the contagion theories, um, which those people um, believe that the infected agent was spread from person to person, which would explain why those who cared for the sick often fell sick themselves. Mm, Okay. Okay. So what I'm getting from these people, you know, you have the contagion theories, the miasma theories, you have people like Edwin Chadwick. A bunch of rich white men back in the day, they all had monocles and they all had those beards that Planters like ra- peanuts. Yeah, that wrapped into like mm-hmm. curly cues at the end. And they, they were, were just like, Edwin, what do you think is I Well, I think it's in the air and I think it's in like this is all I'm thinking over brandy and cigars. Right. So none of them were as cute as Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes. I'm sure some of them were and I'm I'm assuming some of them were just as witty and whimsical because let me tell you <laughs> he plays the shit out of that character. I purposely brought that up for you because okay, I know that you, you love <laughs> you some Sherlock Holmes, but you I, also love I don't know who the other guy you love the show. Oh yeah, uh, uh, he dated Taylor Benedict Swift. Benedict Cumberbatch. What? What? <laughs> Wait, what? You dated Taylor Swift? Didn't he date Taylor Swift? Who? Benjamin Cumberjack. Okay. It's Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh. He plays Doctor Strange, and he's the one who plays the Sherlock oh, in the no. BBC series. He didn't date Taylor Swift. I'm so confused. I was Starting like- a scandal. That didn't happen. It didn't happen. Okay. Okay. I'm so sorry. Continue. Okay. So, 
Measures to prevent and control the spread of infectious diseases were based on these two theories, the contagion theory and the um, miasma theory. Yes. Um, So sanitation and good hygiene practices, such as washing the walls and the floors, which unless you made a lot of, unless you were rich, Mm -hmm. your floors were basically dirt. Right. Um, How do you clean mud? Exactly. Um, and removing the foul-smelling sources of the miasma, so which was decaying waste and sewage. So don't shit. Well, yeah, or get rid of it in a... <laughs> this is what, you know, that's what they were started happening Is this here. when porter potties became a thing? <laughs> They're... No. <laughs> that's no. it. No, okay. you're stupid. Okay, moving so, on. So, <laughs> contagious measures were those... Um, I should go back a little bit here. So the the miasma theory, people who believed in that theory, they were like, you need to wash the walls, like you wash your floors, remove the foul-smelling stuff so that we can't get sick by the air. Okay. While the contagion, people who believed in the contagion theory, they were like, quarantine in your house Mm. and restrict the movement restrict movement all around which prevents direct contact with potentially infected people okay Okay. now okay so in practice apparently both of these types of measures were used um so for example remember when i talked about the black death yes okay infected when during that time because the black death i believe almost 100% sure that that was also in Europe. Okay. Didn't I say that? Let's be honest. In the early times, Europe was the only place that existed. Okay. In my head. Yeah, Europe's population. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's the only place, like, Europe was it. Yeah, that was it. That's yeah. where shit was happening. Yeah, that's the only place that... Europe made. takes the crown! <laughs> okay. No pun intended. So, it's a royal... Never forget right. it. I'm gonna say something wrong. <laughs> Okay, so during the Black Death, infected houses were quarantined and strangers banned from entering the towns. But at the same time, fires were used to destroy infected materials and people wore masks and nosegays. Do you know what nosegays are? You're going to tell me. Yeah, but you're going to know exactly when I say. Do you remember those? Have you seen pictures of those big bird-like? Yes. Yeah, masks. They Those are so creepy. With the huge noses. Yes. Okay, so what the the theory that it held herbs and flowers in that big gross snout thingy. And that was for the people who thought about the miasma theory, which was that it was airborne. Well, that it was and that it it was foul smelling. So if you're smelling herbs and flowers all day, that you're okay. Still smelling ass. Yeah, and it purifies the air that they breathe. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you imagine just like hundreds or thousands of people walking around with those bird masks on? I mean, we're basically all wearing bird masks They're all, right no, now. No, well, those masks were creepy. I, they 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 were very creepy. But I think that some people also have been wearing very creepy masks, in my opinion. Okay. Like, now. You go out way more than I do. For work and school. Right. I mean, work in um, the grocery store. Yeah. yeah I'm I, an Instacarter. I mean, a lot of people, 
this and I haven't seen this like up front. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen things on up front in person. Yeah. But excuse me, I've seen things online where people are like I don't know. I mean, people are making stupid masks. Like, did you see that guy? He was wearing, like, he cut, you know those water jugs at the office? (laughs) Yeah. He literally, like, cut the bottom out and put that over his head. No joke. And he was just, like, you know, picking up his lemons at the grocery store. See, that's going a little too far to me. I did see the old couple who also had uh, sanitary pads on their face. Gross. I just... You know, in times like this of... I hope they were the organic kind that don't give us cancer. Right. Cotton. Pure cotton. Yeah. I agree. Anywho. Go. With cholera spreading and many people dying, um, there was this this widespread public fear. Mm -hmm. Okay? And this is where the crime part comes in. Yes! Which isn't a lot, but... um, So this widespread public fear and the political and medical response to this new disease was so variable and it was really inadequate because not only was the medicine and the technology at that time, you know, if this is the 1800s, like, yeah, it it was before the, um, the renaissance of, you know, the rebirth of, of things and, and modern... I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm just <laughs> blabbling. But like, they're just, you know, it's not like us. We don't have the internet. Right. We don't have, or they didn't have the internet. They didn't have, you know, access to healthcare the way that we do now and medicine and, and vaccines and all that stuff. So everything that these people are hearing kind of like now we're just like, they're on a hope or a prayer that right. it's going to be right. And the fact that some people thought it was, I mean, at least they know that COVID is a respiratory disease right. versus I think it's airborne. I think it's in the water. But I think it's, it's kind of crazy that, you know, these hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years later, well, it hasn't been that many, but whatever, you know. Well, what I mean. yes. Um, that we are still struggling with the, like, no one really, we don't have a vaccine. We don't have the clear-cut answers that everyone right. would like. We are kind of at a hope and a prayer of what our experts are telling us is true. Right. We are, and it's like, we do have all these modern things, and we're still kind of, you know, shit like, up the creek. Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. That was a good one for this Thank story. You. You're welcome. So, in the summer of 1832, a series of cholera riots broke out. Okay. Okay? And these occurred in various towns and cities throughout Britain. So, not just, like, the city of London, but um, other areas, okay? So, which I'll, I'll get into a little bit. But these riots were frequently directed against the authorities and doctors mm. or, or both at the, you know, at the same time, mm. you know? Uh, what they used to do in terms of getting to reach a lot of people, um, similar to what they do now, except you don't have a micro, you know, they didn't have microphones and televisions, right. but they would get on basically, a, a, you know, a, a wooden barrel crate. crate and stand up and hear ye, hear ye. Today, you know, 7,000 yeah, 7, people died because of this. And God, you need a monocle. 
I do need a monocle. Christmas present. Mm-hmm. Christmas is canceled. Everything. Oh is my canceled. god! Everything has been canceled in twenty twenty. Okay. Including hopefully my thirtieth birthday. <laughs> no, dear. So the city of Liverpool, which is about three ish hours from London, okay, um, in which is like it's northwest Engl- of England. Um, they experience more riots than anywhere else. Mm. Okay. And between uh, May 29th and June 10th of 1832, eight major street riots occurred with several other minor disturbances. Um, and the object of the crowd's anger was, was basically at the, the local medical fraternity. And I say fraternity because they're all fucking men. Okay, good. Somebody's going to have to fact check that for sure. But I'm, you know. (laughs) I don't question it. They put women in cages and shit back then. They still do. They put our souls in cages. Oh, yes. T-shirt. T-shirt. Okay. So the the public, and this is why this was so scary for them and why the riots were breaking out, is because the public's perception was that cholera victims were being removed from the hospital to be killed by doctors in order to use them for anatomical oh, dissection. Shit. Wow. Yeah. So this issue this issue was really concerning because a few years earlier a surgeon in Liverpool was actually tried and found guilty of running a grave robbing system to supply the medical schools with bodies. Wow. So the liver the Liverpool cholera riots of eighteen thirty two demonst- kinda like demonstrated um the the it I, I would say like complex yeah. for lack of a better word, but complex social responses to epidemic diseases. Okay. As well as like how how fragile you have to be. Right. Like the 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 interface, the communication between the public and the medical professionals. So, you know, these people that were in Liverpool and uh, many other of the the poor communities um, that were living in these really crowded areas, like, obviously, if you're living in an overcrowded area with someone that you work with, you know, that you've immigrated here, you know, to London to work, you're probably not making any money right. at all. Mm-hmm. You're, you don't have access to, to anything, you know, healthy, really. So, you know, them saying, like, hey, this is what causes it, and blah, 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 but all you're doing is seeing, like, Death all the people around you right. die, you're going to be like, what the fuck is up? Right. You know, so these people started losing their mind, and... I just think that was very interesting that the, you know, with the riots occurring, which caused, you know, the riots were causing people to, uh, you know, burn stuff and, and, and loot stores. Right. And uh, I'm sh- I, I didn't find anything, but I can only imagine that there was some type of, like, violence and abuse. Oh, and, I'm sure. You know? Right. That happened. So, um, in this same year... There were riots that were reported. There were also riots that were reported in Exeter, I believe you say it. I'm not 100% sure, which is 80 miles from London. 
We should ask um, Grandma. We should ask Our Grandma. grandmother is from England. She is. God bless her. And um, that's my story, dear. And that's my story, dear. Okay. Um, but these riots broke out, broke out because people were objecting to the, bur- the burial of cholera-infected bodies in local graveyards. Mm. So not only were they, you know, they were questioning that like why are you putting these diseased bodies in local bear like because people again people were getting inadequate information right but um so that led to not only these medical professionals being attacked or the authorities but now grave diggers were being attacked so the local authorities had um like certain regulations for the disposal of cholera infected corpses and their clothes and bedding because of like the fact that they were getting um they were getting like attacking grave diggers. Yes. So even the collection of clothing could result in a riot or a disorder because the families and friends argued over the amount of compensation to be paid. Because apparently if they put on their death certificate that they were that they died from cholera cholera they could get a uh, compensation for it Ooh. very similar to what's going on in the healthcare today in terms of if you they say that you died from covid something someone you know right i don't well, know that's the, most a lot of people's argument right now is that that if you come in with any respiratory or anything like that they're just automatically saying you died of covid right right so um finally after you know however long of these riots going on excuse me there was a death threat that kind of stopped the riots so um like a death threat on the people a, the, a death threat to the like to their government to their authorities okay. because people were like finally saying wake up sister do it. There's no <laughs> such thing as a weaker sex. Yes. If anybody knows what that's from. <laughs> well, I, I gotta tell No! Them. I just said the first word. You said liar. Ugh, just whatever. It's from Liar Liar. Liar Liar, <laughs> Jim Carrey, best movie ever. Okay, so... The medical board's response to the outbreak completely changed when a threatening letter was sent to the city's mayor. Okay? In the content of the letter, the author promised to do wicked things, quote-unquote, wicked things, to any doctors who attempted to treat the sick, Signed, and, and it was signed an Irishman. Ooh. So the author of this letter, without knowing it, gave, like, the medical... Uh, board like this vital clue in the mayor like this vital clue of where it came from because um, and it helped them to see the true vic- the victims of this outbreak so let's go back to Liverpool which again is about three hours from London had probably the strongest Irish community of any English city okay so many Irish cl- Catholics picked up jobs on the dockyards of Liverpool which remember this was, you know, thought to be in the water system. Yes. Okay, and if they're working on the docks and stuff, um, they found themselves and their families crammed together within these city slums, you know, this community. So 
they suffered more from this outbreak than any other community. And um, it was no coincidence that there's, their voices were the loudest voices. Right. Um, against the doctors because they're like, we, you're, our, our community's dying here. Like, what the fuck is going on? So the Board of Health had to find a way to reach to reach the, the, the Irish community. And so they invited the Catholic clergy to mm-hmm. a meeting to discuss the fears of their congregations and solutions to the violence. So the clergy um, were given a speech to deliver from their, like, it, when they were delivering a sermon. Um, and the speech addressed fears about the cholera outbreak. Um and it announced in no uncertain terms that the people who were dying were not being dissected. So basically they had the Catholic the the Catholic priests and churches just confirm for for the medical boards to be like, we need to calm these people down. Mm. You need to tell them that they're not their family members and their friends and their coworkers are not being used like they're not being dissected after right. they died. Or they're not being taken from the hospitals when they're sick and purposely killed to be dissected. Um, And it was also declared that people have the right to go into the hospitals and see their family members and friends for themselves. um, To see the the untouched bodies of their deceased before they buried them. So... This kind of calmed people down. The, right. news, the newspapers mm-hmm. published the speech and its contents as well, and some doctors made a point of talking about it to the people during the church meetings. Um, so peace kind of soon broke out across the streets of Liverpool, um, and with the riots being contained, uh, the process of controlling the disease could begin. So... Um, one of the ways that London was trying to control the spread was by uh, posting these boy the these boys um, <laughs> posting these prevention acts, okay? okay, or and things that could be in the newspapers and on the you know on the walls of the town or whatever. Um, that your boy Edwin, the Peter Planet, what? <laughs> yes, the Peter Planter's Peanut, <laughs> the Planter's Peanut. Made in 1832. Um, and then there was another one, which was the Nuisances Removal and Disease Prevention Act in 1848, which was during the second big cholera outbreak in London. So The pro- second wave. Yes. So property owners were encouraged to clean their houses inside their homes and outside of their houses by removing shit heaps <laughs> and liquid filth. But unfortunately... The suggested way to get rid of the garbage was to dump it in the Thames River. The now, same river they drank out of. Which was the main source of water. What's yeah, happening? Exactly. Okay. Unbeknownst to these people. Unfreaking beknownst. <laughs> so finally, okay, I'm almost done. I don't want to say idiots, but man. I know. I'm sorry. I'm almost done. No. Um, finally, a London physician, his name was John Snow. Okay, he did some extensive research and he made a map um, depicting where cases of cholera occurred in London's West End and found them to be clustered around a water pump on Broad Street. Okay, so this led him to believe that the cholera cholera was a waterborne disease. Um, And at the time, Edwin Chadwick, like, 
he tried. He right. tried to promote like these people like washing, um, um, cleaning their houses mm-hmm. and blah blah blah. But putting it into the water source. Yeah, putting it there, and also I'm I, I from what I read, he did get a lot of pushback. Like, sure. people were like, what do you mean cleaning your hands and, and, and cleaning the shit that we live in is going to... Like, what are, you, what are you talking about? This is how about? we do it. Yeah, this is what we Peanut. <laughs> so, this led him to believe that cholera was a waterborne disease. Um, and that kind of went against the conclusion of the Victorian, like, the, the, uh, the airborne theory. Right. Okay, so... My God, Tony, you've done it. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. So after much conviction, after much conviction, Snow begged the local uh, council just to disable the water pump. So it was discovered later that that this public it was a public well. Okay, so people would go there, right. put their hands on that shit. Pump water out for their houses, go back to their houses, use the water, yada, yada. This, it was discovered that this public well had been dug three feet from an old cesspit. Do you remember what I said about (laughs) a cesspit? It was people's human waste and garbage filth. Muck. Yes. Okay. It was built, okay, dug three feet from there, and it had begun to leak fecal bacteria into the drinking water. One more time. Fecal bacteria (laughs) into the drinking water. So although, isn't that disgusting? I can't imagine. Here's a nice glass of shit water. Side sight, a a crime that I recently heard about. About fecal matter. Real quick, there was a mom, I don't know any of the details, maybe we'll talk about her next week, who was injecting feces into her son's IV with with his cancer treatments. Why? I don't know. Why would Un- anybody do that? Unclear at the time. It's unclear. But it just made me think of drinking fecal matter or having it injected in you. Gross. That is... Just heard about it on the news. I'm going to look up details. Okay. Please inform me when you get more. And I will. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm uh, After a hard day's work, right. these people probably ate, like, you know, potatoes and bread, right. and that's it. I would imagine that it affected their blood. Well. Am I way off base? I, I don't know if it necessarily affected their blood, but you're ingesting this you're ingesting Well, I only shit say water. that because the the child who was having it infected into his IV, the doctors couldn't figure out why he was coming up with blood infections. Well, I would think that that probably has to do with the fact that his immune system was already shut down because Disgusting. of the cancer. Right. And if he's getting a cancer treatment, it's very vulnerable to other things. Now that I say it out loud, it's stupid that it would have affected their blood. They weren't injecting it into their veins. They were drinking it. So go ahead. Anywho, it's still disgusting. Right. Come home from a long day of work. I'm going to drink a nice, cold, ice glass water filled with shit. No, even worse, they didn't have ice back then, I'm thinking. So, so it was just a warm, warm glass, glass of, of shit. shit water. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I am undone. Okay. As thou should be. Yes. 
So although the government officials replaced the the pump handle, yes. they rejected his theory. Because listen to this. That would mean that they would be accepting that the disease is contracted through ingesting fecal matter or bacteria in the water. And that was just too unpleasant for the public to fathom. <laughs> well, what's more unpleasant is drinking shit water. And having basically your neighbor die in front of you. Right. From... Drinking your shit water. Yeah, from... Like, uh, apparently the, the onset of the symptoms were very rapid. That's very unpleasant. I, I just, like... God. You're basically going to the bathroom a lot. You are dehydrated. You look like a zombie. And you die in three days. And then you discover it's because you're drinking your own shit. Yeah. So, but I'm sorry. That's just too much for our public to handle. <sighs> oh, man. So, nevertheless... The, the need to clean up the polluted Thames, you know, once and for all. That was like, no one could argue with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Finally, this, this was called the Great Stink. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So in the summer of, it was a very hot summer, just like we're experiencing right now. Um, in 1858, which was after the third cholera outbreak okay Mm -hmm. so this has been going this has been going on for years and the way that they were arguing back and forth with with each other of how it was passed and the prevention and all that jazz and riots and whatever um the great stink because of how hot the summer was it's just like that that yeah it's basically mounds and mounds of garbage just hot garbage you open your door for some fresh air. It's hot, fresh garbage air. Okay? Ugh. So, it drove people out of out of the city. Okay? Due to the stench, like, that coming from the river. So, a more determined attempt, like, was made to clean up the things. Um, and it had more of a vocal support of the, the, the reform. Like, the reform policy of the sanitation of... The sanitation reform. So, on June 15th, 1858, Benjamin Disraeli, I believe that's how you say it. Sure, that's it. He was the UK Prime, he was the United Kingdom Prime Minister. Okay. Um, And he... He like leveled up with the the Metropolis uh, Local Management Amendment Bill. And... He was like, we got to do something. Like, let, let's let all get, like, let's all get on board here. Yes, Ben. And apparently within a record of 18 days, uh, a bill was created, passed, and signed into the law that would refurbish the entirety of the River Thames. Um, quote, unquote, for the improvement of the main drainage of the something and for preventing as far as what? None of this makes sense. Basically, what they were saying is, we need to handle this, and we're going to figure it out, and the bills pass, and here's the money, and figure this the fuck out. We need out. to clean this shit up, yes. literally. literally. Quite literally, we clean need to clean this up. up. So this engineer, Joseph Bazalagette. Wow. That was way wrong, but I like the way I, I said it. Bazalagette. Yes. He developed a systematic plan for the city sewers. So he was the chief engineer. 
on London's Metropolitan Board of Works, and um, he was primarily responsible for the creation of an, an extensive network of sewers under the streets of central London that diverted the waste to the Thames something estuary i don't know i'm sounding real dumb at the end of this no. we're tailing off here i'm tailing off at the end i'm these not... are probably words that aren't even used anymore i'm sure that they're not just like the word wait shit. is it equestry no, no that's, that's a from... horse yeah. like equestrian anyway wow basically they they changed the sewer systems and um the project was completed in 1875 and that was about 10 years after the last cholera epidemic, which was in 1866. Wow. The moral of the story is... Yes, tell us. Wash your fucking hands. <laughs> right? I'm just kidding. No. It is... Um, wow. Let's hope that we are not dealing with this 10 years from now. Yeah. I mean, like... I will say this, after reading this and realizing that, like, these people had no idea of, like, physical hygiene and, um... Not drinking hot glasses of shit water. Right, and being so poor that you're just, like... You have to listen to what other people are saying. You're getting misinformation. Mm -hmm. I mean, this affected... Um, poor and rich, but right. I think that the fact that it was the poor people that started the riots yeah. because they were just like, you know, enough is enough. You're well, we very much saw that the you know the the crazy people standing on not to offend anyone, but the crazy people standing at the front of courthouses with guns and stuff. I mean, they were the people, they weren't the rich people. They were the people who lost their jobs. They were the people who right. didn't who know how they were going to feed their family. I don't agree with business. what they did. I think they're still think they're idiots, but, but they weren't like, the rich people. They were the people who were scared. Right. You're scared. You don't have, you're getting inadequate information right. or it's changing or it's unpleasant right. information that you're getting. Mm -hmm. And it's just, you know, these people are just like me right now, anxious and right. scared and desperate for some type of normalcy. And I think that that's, it just made me feel a little bit better to read that this sounds so much worse right. to me than like what we're going through now in the sense that at least at the end of the day, I have four walls and a roof right. over my head and my floor is not made of shit mud water yes. and I can like take a shower and I purify drinking right. you know and if the worst thing I have to do is is wear a mask for a while mm -hmm. I can hopefully get through it now the right. mental and emotional shit that's going on with me because of that that's a whole different story I was talking but... to a friend a couple weeks ago and I said the best way to explain it is the world is not okay and neither am I mm -hmm. it's just the world is undone and, and so are many, many, many people. And let me clarify what I say. I call the people who were out there standing on courthouses idiots and stuff. I don't think that people screaming for answers and demanding answers and protesting in that way are idiots. I think the people standing there with guns threatening to shoot governors right. if we don't open up again 
it's not going to get us anywhere right. fast but a jail cell. Um, so I wanted to clarify that because yeah. I don't think that people begging for answers because they're terrified are, are idiots. I think that this is something unbeknownst to all of us. <laughs> right. To deal with. And, and it's taking its toll financially, emotionally, mentally, physically for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And yet, the only thing we can really do is wash our fucking hands and wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Like you said, we're not living, we're not drinking shit water. Mm-hmm. We're not living in dirt walls. We have Netflix. Right. We have we books have, to read. Yeah. We hopefully have the people who love you around you. Mm, yeah. It, it's it's a rough time, but I, I think it could be rougher. It could. And um, although this wasn't really crime-filled, I thought that it was very appropriate for right. what's going on right now. And it would be odd for us to start a podcast during a pandemic and not talk about a pandemic. pandemic. And the fact that there were riots happening. Now, I realize that the riots that have been going on are a little bit... uh, Well, there were the riots that are happening for Black Lives Matter. But there were riots happening about opening back up and and all that. So, And I think that, you know, that is very... It's parallel to exactly what's going on here. Because I know that... It's easy for me to be become unhinged. Right. And well, there were you talked about in your story that people were thinking people were being taken out and just killed. Mm-hmm. And people, I remember there were stories that people thought that was happening in New York. They were like, they're just they're the hospitals were so overrun that they're just taking people out and killing them if they think they have COVID. I don't think that's true. Right. Perhaps it's like the shit water. Maybe it's too unpleasant for me to think that that would be true. And I'm sure it's... It, but... It's, I mean, like... But we were hearing about mass graves and... Right, yeah. I don't know. Dr. Fauci, a.k.a. our father, <laughs> did not communicate those truths yeah. to me. And I, liter- I literally can't watch the news. I can't either. I haven't... I watch it to see sometimes how my work day might right. be... Um, and your, your mystical work, you're just going to be like a, a mystical. I think I can say it. Now let's get confirmation first. Okay. I just, I just don't, I don't, I know I can't go into like, absolutely, you know, which I would never, ever, ever do that anyway. People will have to tune in and see if we are allowed to say (laughs) what you do for a living. Tune in next week for what does Jessica do? Well, we're almost approaching an hour and 15 minutes. That's pretty remarkable for our first podcast. What? An hour and 15 minutes, almost. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Our goal was an hour, and I thought it would be painful. It wasn't. I don't... I I think it's going to be very easy to talk, like, for... It's because we're the two best friends that anyone could have. And with that, with us being best friends... We love this shit. We go off on tangents we real do. easily. We do. You know what? We have a lot of uh, stuff coming up. I'm twirling right now. What I I want to talk about some crimes that happen here where we're from. I want to dissect the smiley face killers, which we were obsessed with. Mm-hmm. We want to do Black Lives Matter. We have, I told you that there was a serial killer that shares my birthday. Yes. So, so many things. So I'm excited for our next episode. I am too. And I'm... 
I know that I've really been struggling with having a life's purpose and I'm sure that everything going on this year has not is not helping it and right. me trying to deal with like grief and loss and all that um, is adding to this feeling of anxiety or this feeling of me trying to find a purpose. But if this ends up just being me and you talking, I'm all right with that sister. Me too. Because Your husband did tell you to get a hobby. He did because I was having, he, I was fit to be tied the other night. Is it cause you keep following him around the house? I only follow him sometimes <laughs> when I'm just like, what do you do? Like, I don't. Like, so all our, the time. <laughs> no, our days off are different. Okay. Right. So he has off on the weekends. I do not. I have two days off during the week. So especially during Corona, like COVID, I haven't been going anywhere right. really. We've on, barely seen each other. Yes. And it's like. Unnatural. I so when he comes home, I'm like, what do you? When he goes in the kitchen, I'm like, what do you do? What do you eat? What are you going to watch? What are you doing? Yeah, and oh, just, are you petting the cat now? What yeah. are you doing? When he called me Peter Pan, <laughs> he was like, oh, what are you, my shadow? And I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll just. Well, at least he referenced something you love. True. If you if you stick around, you you four listeners, you'll know that Jessica. <laughs> Has been obsessed with Peter Pan since she was a tiny, a tiny tot. I was a little tight. A little tiny tot. In a, in a, we in need a to diaper. cut this off right <laughs> we now. <do>. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. Thank you, you for so beautiful much. listeners. Hi, yes. mom. Hi, mom. And mommy. Um, I miss my mom. Okay, we have got to go. <laughs> See you next week. Bye, guys.